Pacioretty grabs the puck and deals out to the left side of center. Petrangelo gains the line. Walks right in. He shoots. He scores! Alex Petrangelo! Vegas takes a 2-1 lead. Kempe dishes in front. Another sliding that saved by Flurry. This time to his right. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here is a left wing opportunity. Lizana sliding that save. Robin Letter. What a stop. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. History will be made at T-Mobile Arena tonight as the Golden Knights face the San Jose Sharks with Patrick Marlowe setting the all-time record for most games played in the National Hockey League. But the result matters a lot to the Golden Knights, who will try to pick up a seventh straight victory and separate themselves from the Colorado Avalanche and take over first place in the Honda West Division. A lot going on around T-Mobile Arena, and we're happy to bring it to you, Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace, uh, hour number two of the BGK Insider Show. Uh, the game first, and then we'll get into Patrick Marlowe uh, extensively in just a little bit. Uh, we are, know that Riley Smith is a game-time decision after leaving the contest uh, yesterday against the Anaheim Ducks uh, a little bit uh, earlier. Uh, Robin Leonard is expected to play as the rotation continues, and they've kind of settled in on the blue line with these new pairings that we've witnessed uh, coming out of the Los Angeles series. Uh, the, the pairings being uh, Petrangelo and Martinez and McNabb and Theodore. I, I just find it fascinating that coaches will change up like that as, as, as much to experiment, to get a good look at it, but also just keep everybody on their toes, knowing that that was a, a part of the schedule where L.A., Anaheim, aren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, San Jose is trying, but have fallen off a little bit, that you do it to to keep everybody focused and on on, on point. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've liked a lot of what I've seen from the Golden Knights over the six games. I think they've defended incredibly well. I like the idea of Martinez and Petrangelo. It's, it's worked really well for Vegas. And, um, you know, McNabb and Theodore, I think that there's there's just clearly defined roles there, especially when it comes to Theodore and McNabb, where where you kind of put that, that power back in Shea to just go out and make plays and, and, and utilize his skills um, in terms of in-zone and, and offensive ability. But you've also got an extra layer of that defense, and, and there's not really much more we can say about Al, uh, Alec Martinez, right? Like, he has been everything that you could have expected or hoped for him to be as a Golden Knight. He's been so consistent for this team, and it's worked really, really well. Where Whoever you pair up with Alec Martinez, they've really done a good job. And this isn't about lefty-righty or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, it's the same with, with both pairings, the previous pairings, as this one. But are we seeing Alex Petrangelo? He's, this is his third season with the VGK. Really? You had the start where he joined the team. Uh-huh. Then he, the COVID pause, and he came back from that. And then he had the injury, and he's back from that. Mm-hmm. So I call this the third season for Alex Petrangelo. And he was really close to looking like what was advertised before the COVID pause. And he was certainly on top of his game right before the injury. Are you seeing that same type of Alex Petrangelo right now as 
right before the two previous halts to his campaign. Yeah, I mean, I think you're starting to see some of that offensive uh, ability starting to go for him, right? You get you get that that kind of fluky goal against LA, though he probably should have had uh, two or three goals in that game, just in terms of the the chances he was creating. Uh, and you're seeing him create a lot more. You're seeing him way more active in the offensive zone, pushing for offense, and really utilizing his skill set to the best of it of his advantage. I think Alex Petrangelo's right there. Like I think he's right there to where he was prior to the injury. I think he's right at that level, and that's a good thing for Vegas. Pre-game game operation uh, rehearsals underway here at T-Mobile Arena inside the Fortress. The San Jose Sharks and the Golden Knights uh, getting ready to tangle for the sixth time this year. The Golden Knights have won the first five. On the subject of Petrangelo, he was the most surprised person in the rink yesterday when he took that feed after Chandler Stevenson rushed the puck off the ice and nobody went to him in zone. <laughs> nobody. Uh, Petra, uh, Stevenson had the, the sort of center ice drive, the net yeah. drive, and everybody just faded back uh, with him from him, and he just decided to rifle at top corner uh, on John Gibson. It was one of those weird plays where, okay, the, am I missing something? What's going on? I guess I'll just shoot it. And he rifled at home. And it was it was one of those those games for him because he was on the ice for the two goals four in that first period. Yeah. And then he was also on the ice for the four on one that Anaheim converted the other way. And he did he trip or did he miss time and dive? But there was there was this this slide mark in the ice going down the ice and he came up well short of the base. Well, I'll tell you what I liked about the, that period from Alex Petrangelo is is you talk about that four on one play you talk about uh, what happened on the, the the back check and trying to get back into the play from Petrangelo but that doesn't affect him any right like no. he just goes out there and gets an opportunity to rectify that mistake and then when you've got the Anaheim Ducks everyone backing off and just saying okay if you would like to Alex Petrangelo if you want to just go ahead and skate to the front of the net and, and take your shot like that's okay and that's exactly what happened. Like there was no urgency whatsoever from the Anaheim Ducks to get in the way of Alex Petrangelo walking in over the blue line and then just skating into the slot and beating John Gibson. He probably got, a, got walked in another four or five feet. Oh, hundred percent. The the other part is thinking somebody's got to be coming from my blind side, mm -hmm. yeah. or they they all can't be just letting me walk in. Yeah. And it's it's a shot that Gibson normally would stop, mm -hmm. but I think. He, if if he was going to uh, offer us up the uh, the the cold blooded truth, he's probably thinking the same thing. Why isn't anybody going to him? What am I missing? <laughs> What's going on? But uh, the, uh, the when he was caught in the, the four on one, that wasn't his fault. He was he was down low. Nobody nobody picked up his check. Mm -hmm. But he almost got back. Yeah, almost did. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I, I think my favorite part about the Petrangelo goal was the fact that he came in over the blue line and then slowed up and was looking for that second wave, and everyone just backs away. And then he's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go to the net then. Yeah. Like, it, it, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, if that's what you're supposed to do from the Anaheim Ducks perspective, like if you're the def defenseman, you're supposed to back up, and you're waiting for back pressure, whatever, that's fine. But when it's not coming, make a different play. Like, mm. just, just go and try to get in the way. Because that was a very strange play from the Anaheim Ducks. We have something to give away in just a little bit. Uh, we will bring you up to date on that and invite you to call in. So stay tuned for that. Uh, tonight is going to mark some history at T-Mobile Arena. As Patrick Marlowe will play 
1,768 game in the National Hockey League. That will separate the tie that he's currently in with Gordie Howe for most games played in National Hockey League history. And when you try and put this into perspective, there's a lot of different ways you could go. But one of them is the most games played in other sports. Robert Parrish has the most games played in NBA history. Pete Rose has played the most games in Major League Baseball history. One of a few uh, to play over 3,000 games in Major League Baseball. In football, the top four, Morton Anderson has played the most games in NFL history, but the top four are kickers, punters. That creates a whole separate argument. Uh -huh. Patrick Marlowe is a forward who has spanned a couple of different, significantly different eras in the sport. I mean, like I look at Patrick Marlowe and I look at what he's been able to do, and the part to to me that stands out is not so much the longevity. Like we've seen players that have been able to play into their 40s, right? Like we've seen that. For me, it's how consistent he he's been in terms of 79, 81, 82, playing full slates, playing the entire season, being able to be healthy for an entire 82-game season and then do that over and over and over again is no small feat. I, 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 I marvel, legitimately marvel, at the amount of games played every single season and just how, how healthy he has been throughout his entire career. Pete DeBoer was asked about the, the player, a player that he's coached in the past with the San Jose Sharks. Here is what the Vegas bench boss had to say about Patrick Marlowe. You know, he's Mr. Consistency. Um, you know, pe people have asked me to kind of put the record in perspective or can you compare it to somebody else in another sport? Um, you know, I, I think of Patty Marlowe, I think of Cal Ripken Jr. in baseball. You, you know what you're getting every night. Uh, he was a gentleman. He was a great teammate. Uh, played for a long time and gave you the same thing, uh, that consistency every time uh, – he took the field and, and I think, uh, you know, Patty for me, uh, that's a great part about him. And, you know, in a league where we honor and uh, award a gold stick for a thousand games, in fact, this guy's got 1700 plus. Uh, if you throw playoff games in there, it, it, it's an amazing accomplishment. Um, so glad to have a front row seat for it. 1,768, and think about this. He missed out on 152 games because of work stoppages and pandemics. So yeah. this, this could have happened a, a while ago. Right, right, and, and that's an interesting per point to bring up because, again, like when you go through and you look at his the amount of games played and, and the amount of games that he, he missed just in terms of not being in the lineup it's very very minimal so when you when you factor in those games that that he's lost because of work stoppages there's no reason to believe that this shouldn't have happened a year a season and a half ago the uh the record for most seasons playing 80 or more games because there was a time when we played 84 games in the national hockey league and uh, 82 as a consistent is right now and there was the 80 game season uh, Patrick Marlowe holds that mark 
with 15 seasons of playing 80 or more games. There's a there's a couple of other uh, little news newsy type anecdotes around Patrick Marlowe and and what he's been able to do. He holds the record for the most games played after his 30th birthday. Huh. How about this though? He's played more games post 30 than he played before he was 30. <laughs> and and he's he's 41. He broke in when he was 18. Yeah. But he's played more games after his 30th birthday than he did before, which is staggering to me. He also enters tonight on a streak for consecutive games played that is quickly approaching 900. He's got the second longest active streak in the National Hockey League uh, for consecutive games played. But tonight will be his 898th consecutive game in the National Hockey League, which includes stops in, in uh, Pittsburgh and stops in Toronto. It's there's there's all these little snippets from what this run has has been part of, and there's of course when you're when you're talking about uh, 21 years, there's going to be that. But there, I, I go back to that post 30, pre 30, mm-hmm. and that blows my mind. The the last time it looks like Patrick Marlowe missed a game was the 2008-2009 season. 29 years old, missed five games with an upper body injury. And and when you factor that in, the, the ability to be an Ironman from 30 to 41, it's just, it's mind-blowing. It really yeah. is just how consistent he's been in that regard, how durable he's been. But you also mentioned with Pittsburgh and Toronto, the fact that Patrick Marlowe goes to different organizations and is still in the lineup, right? Is still able to contribute. And there isn't necessarily that that need to put Patrick Marlowe in because he's been a San Jose Shark forever. He's earned every single game that he's played. And I think that that needs to be uh, accounted for too because so often you see guys that, that maybe get in because, maybe get into a lineup because you just that's just what you do. You default to the veteran. Patrick Marlowe's earned every single game he's played. Yeah, and... and- there was some doubt that he was going to get here. There was. When San Jose, when he left San Jose mm-hmm. and then uh, went to uh, to Toronto, that ended after year two. Uh, Toronto traded uh, Marlowe to Carolina, and they, bu- they bought him out. Yep. We weren't sure where he was going to end up. And Doug Wilson, the general manager of the San Jose Sharks, said, we wish Patrick, all the best. He's going to break the all-time games record. It's not going to be in a San Jose uniform. But things things didn't go great for San Jose. Yeah. And they brought him back. And it's it's not by what they had planned, but they had to react to it. And I think it's very appropriate that he wasn't traded at this year's deadline and he found his way back to the, the San Jose Sharks and is going to break this record as a member of the San Jose Sharks as the number two overall pick in, uh, in 1997. I just got... <laughs> Chance! Chance! You left me hanging! I'm on live radio, I'm giving you a fist bump, and there's nothing. There. Chance. Wow. Wow. He very focused on his pregame. I cannot believe you made him come back and do that. I was, a, <laughs> he's I was a, embarrassed. He's a very busy Gila monster, and you just messed with his entire prep. I was embarrassed about it. Just got done rehearsing for 20 minutes, and you, you make him come back and give you a fist bump.
Uh, I'm going to chat with Shane Knighty on our pregame show. I know you've got yours yours, uh, coming up at the uh, top of the hour. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious from Shane's point of view, because Shane played more than 500 games in the league, what Patrick Marlowe in his prime was like. Mm -hmm. I think power. There's a speed aspect, like a certain speed. But when you think of what the game was like when Patrick Marlowe broke in, in 1997, and how it's played now, they're different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not a different sport like the 70s to now, mm-hmm. but it's very different. And one of the one of the ways that I can I can sort of give you some perspective is in 1997, Donald Brashear led the National Hockey League in penalty minutes with 372. The current leader in penalty minutes. In the National Hockey League, uh-huh. is Matthew Olivier. I'm not sure how many people can even tell me what team Matthew Olivier plays for. The Nashville Predators. Dang it! 68 penalty minutes I wasn't this gonna, year. I wasn't going to pull that. 68. He's got an outside shot at reaching 100, <laughs> and I know it's I know it's a shortened season, a 56 game season. But we've we've had forty eight game campaigns mm-hmm. in 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 recent history. Yeah. If if Matthew Olivier doesn't start piling up misconducts and and, <laughs> and fighting majors <laughs> and can't reach the century mark, yeah, March mark, yeah. it's going to be the first time in NHL history that the person that leads the National Hockey League in penalty minutes doesn't hit one hundred. That's that's fast. That. More than anything you've said today has fascinated me. But it tells you that yeah. it's a different game. 100%. It's about skill. Yeah. It's about speed. Yeah. It's about scoring. When he broke in, he was 18 years old mm-hmm. when he broke in. Yeah. The leader had 372 penalty minutes. Yeah. It was strong, tough, mm-hmm. and you had to earn your way around. We didn't go through the lockout and change the game. He was 18 and he was competing against that. So he had he had the strength, Patrick Marlowe, mm-hmm. and the bravado to be able to compete in a league pre-lockout and in the salary cap era, changing the game, going to skill, and being a very young player's game because entry-level contracts mean so much because you can get so much wiggle room out of the salary cap. He still managed to play now after tonight, 898 consecutive games and 1,768. He, the fact that he's done it in both eras blows me away as well. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it you know, just kind of comes down to his ability to skate, yes. right? And, and it's just even in that, those early days as an 18-year-old in a, in a really rough and tumble sport and, and you know you, you just you, you mentioned the penalty minutes you mentioned just how different of a game it was to battle through that you have to be able to move because oftentimes if they can't catch you they can't obstruct you they can't hook and they can't hold and they can't hit right and so for Patrick Marlowe it, it's all going to come down to his ability to move around the ice to get around the ice and to do it at an elite level and, and that for me is what I think about when I think about Patrick Marlowe, just how effortless he can get around that sheet of ice. But at the start of his career, first five, six years, they were allowed to slash, 
hook, yeah. hold, maul. Like you may have had a step on them, but if they could get an arm on you or yeah. a stick on you, yeah. you were taking something. And he got he got through that. It uh, one of the areas that uh, he was very emotional today, Marlo, was when he was asked about his former agent Don Baisley. And just a shout out to Don, Winnipeg-based agent, and uh, he was he had them all um, for a period of time. And Don's uh, left us. Uh, part of the Hockey Hall of Fame, though, in, in the Builders category. And I thought it was really cool and appropriate and well done uh, when when Patrick talked about the late, great Don Baisley. Now, though, it's... I, I don't know whether this is this this is the, like, swan song. I don't know whether Patrick Marlowe returns next year. Yeah. This was really important to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it should have been important to him. Uh, a couple of guys, Yager got close. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Yager, has, has, if you want to count other leagues, sure, KHL, Czech League, like Yager, most games played. Right. Uh, Mark Messier got close. Mm-hmm. Nick Kiprios told me it never occurred to him. It never was never on his radar. This, Interesting. This, this has been on the radar yeah. for, for Patrick. Uh, and he won't have the most professional games played. Gordie Howe still has that mm-hmm. because of the World Hockey Association. But most games played in the National Hockey League is is one of those. I don't think it's it's not going to be broken in my lifetime. You guys are a little bit younger than me. It may not be broken in your lifetime. Yeah. Like Gordy Howe's record stood for fifty nine years. Closest person to Patrick Marlowe right now is Joe Thornton. He's a hundred behind. So he's going to play two more years, providing everything goes according to plan. Yeah, I don't I'm know. not. Sh- he loves the game. Yeah. Game's got to love you back, too. you got to be productive. Yeah. I don't know whether, and, and then you get start going back down the list, and, boy, it's in a salary. The salary cap changes things. 100%. I, I didn't think we'd be here. I didn't think we'd see this. But I'm, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm just so jazzed to be in the building to watch Patrick Marlowe make history. Mm-hmm. I, I was at Gretzky's last game. I was fortunate enough to be there covering that for Sportsnet. And yeah. that was as cool as it got. Yeah. And I'm, like, from an emotional attachment, Sure. that may mean more to me. I, I've never been more jealous of you yeah. than I am right now. But this is really neat. Yeah. Because... Of one, everything, we've fought hard. The league's fought hard to get to this stage through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And Patrick's been brought back and playing a role with this team. And this is going to be, Gordie Howe, I never watched play. Ever, we all know Gordie Howe. Yeah. This guy, Patrick Marlowe, is going to break Gordie Howe's record for most games played. And it's not going to be full like it should be. But here's one other one just on Marlowe. He's not going to break it at home. Uh-huh. It's this is a road game. And you may think, too bad. But it's it's actually a good thing. Yeah. Because right now, at this stage, it's, it's going to change in, in the next week or so. But San Jose isn't allowing fans, the, the Santa Clara County. So because this game is being held in Las Vegas, scheduled for Las Vegas, uh, Christine and and the kids, Marlo's family, are all going to be here tonight. And that is really important as well.
Yeah, it's it's going to be great that there's going to be that energy in the building, that there's going to be fans here that can recognize and appreciate what Patrick Marlowe uh, is accomplishing here. And it's great that his family gets to be in the building. It, it's just it, in, in, a, in a year in which nothing has really felt familiar or mm-hmm. normal, this is somewhat close to that. And, and it's nice that this moment can be that for Patrick and his family. When you listen to the game tonight or you watch the game tonight uh, or you come to the game tonight, uh, there's going to be a, a pause in the game at the first stoppage. Uh, I assume Patrick's going to start be in the starting lineup. <laughs> And please, like he'll, nobody's going to go near him in the pregame warm-up because they don't want anything to happen. Uh, uh, we, we, we've seen pregame warm-up uh, injuries in the past, so please uh, stay away from Patrick during the pregame warm-up. But uh, after the first stoppage, there will be a, a, a ceremony, a moment where the National Hockey League will acknowledge what has occurred tonight in Patrick Marlowe breaking the record of Gordie Howe. And then they'll get uh, to playing the game. And San Jose has lost five in a row. They've lost the first five games to Vegas on the season series. And the Golden Knights are on a, on a real heater. Uh, we'll see whether or not they can continue that and, and continue rolling. Yeah, I'm excited about the game. And, and, you know, one thing that we haven't really touched on is there's excitement on the Golden Knights to be able to be in this game, to be a part of this history-making game. And if you, you think that there's going to be distraction i think it's more a challenge to get to rise to the occasion and do something on a really incredible night for the nhl i can tell you firsthand that the golden knights are must-see tv on the nhl package yeah uh, people tune in from uh, all time zones all all cities to watch this team play because they're so exciting and they're they're fun to watch uh, along with being very successful and then we're getting the atmosphere back inside the rink with uh, almost four thousand fans Tonight, cranks that up by 300%. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned excitement to play in this game. That game sheet tonight, when it's done, goes straight to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. So it's, it's also, uh, you know what, a piece of me is in, as a player and a coach <laughs> uh, on both teams. Yeah. A piece of me is going to the Hockey Hall of Fame because I played in the game 1,768. He'll play more, but the game that broke Gordie Howe's record uh, we played in, in the game, and that's uh, that's significant as well. Uh, we've got something to uh, to hand out to the people, though. Would you would you like to uh, give that away? Being a little bit of a snip snip, I got my haircut the other day. I should I should well I should be careful how I phrase that, but a uh, haircut. You never know in Vegas; it could be something else. Yeah, be careful. Uh, okay, uh, thank you to Floyd's ninety nine cuts and color caller number twelve. You will win a haircut, hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage, plus a free massage massage shampoo from Floyd's 99 Cuts and Color. 702-876-1340 is the number. Caller number 12. You've won a free haircut from Floyd's 99 Cut and Color with two locations in Henderson at Stephanie and Sunset and South Rainbow and the 215. A suspension to tell you about and one-timers coming up. And we'll also give you an idea of what's happening on the eastern side of the National Hockey League as we bring you one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League on Fox Sports Las Vegas. On to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. 
Golden Knights aiming for a seventh straight victory to take over first place in the Honda West Division as we anticipate that game against the San Jose Sharks tonight with Patrick Marlowe setting a new record for all times games played. Let's bring you up to date on some other stuff happening around the National Hockey League. And in the COVID front of the Boston Bruins, Yaroslav Halak is inching his way closer to the lineup. They've had four different goaltenders play a handful of games this year, not just spot duty. But Jeremy Swayman had his first shutout the other day. Uh, they had uh, Dan Vladar, who's played uh, a bunch of games. He just made his NHL debut last year in the bubble, along with uh, our good friend Tuka Rask. And now Yaroslav Halak uh, will be back very soon. So some positiveness on that front. The Washington Capitals uh, say Zdeno Chara is day-to-day after taking a puck off the lower body, right ankle, lower body. Uh, they actually confirmed that uh, it was uh, part of a 6-3 win over the Philadelphia Flyers up until uh, recently he played every game this season Zdeno Chara not surprising to me he wasn't going to play every game for the Boston Bruins yeah and that's why he went to the Washington Capitals and the Washington Capitals having a, uh, a dynamite season so far can we go back to the Boston Bruins and Dan Vladar yes it's my favorite hockey name B L A D E R. It's it's a Darth Vader thing, but yeah, Dan Vladar, one hundred percent. When like all about it. Before I heard the pronunciation of it, yeah, I was not saying Dan Vladar. Dan Vlader? Yes. Like be, in my he- <laughs> that, so that's fantastic. The, in my head, that's what I was saying. I never said it on air, yeah, yeah or through sure. broadcast, yeah. But I in my head, I, I saw Dan Vlader. Yeah, I, I like. I'm a little bummed that it is Vladar. Me but, too. But. I don't care because on the on the jersey it looks like Vlader, and I'm all about Star Wars and hockey crossing paths. Uh, Czech player, and he's been he's been great too. But Jeremy Swayman, it's his first year pro, and he's come in and played a handful of games in the American Hockey League. Logan Thompson's having an outstanding year and mm-hmm. should win top goaltender in the uh, in the American Hockey League this year with the Henderson Silver Knights. But yep. Jeremy Swayman, wow. I mean, yeah, you, you had to know you were going to need to go deep at some point, at, at some position, and for the Boston Bruins, it's been goaltender this year. Goaltending and the blue line. Yeah. Uh, Mike Riley has been great for them since coming over at the trade deadline. They're on a roll right now. Still waiting for the likes of Taylor Hall uh, to, to hit his stride, but that's the, uh, that's the latest there. Marcus Foligno and Nick Foligno could have been teammates. Huh. I talked to uh, Nick Foligno for this week's edition of The Chirp and asked him if the Minnesota Wild were available. He said, yeah, they weren't on his no-trade list. Okay. Uh, and it's something that they've talked about. <laughs> Nick and uh, and Marcus uh, would like to see happen. Would be fun. They're not chasing it. Yeah. But they've watched uh, and talked about other brother combinations that have had a chance to play in the National Hockey League and would like it to happen some sometime. I, I just think that'd be so cool, right? Mm-hmm. To, to go out there and play in the NHL alongside your brother, I that'd be awesome. Um, I don't know that I like if I'm an NHL player. I don't know that I want to go up against that line if they were if they were on the same line together. Power, eh? No way. I'm not doing it. Oh, honestly, Marcus Foligno's a game changer with the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, now. yeah, he's been so good. He can he can do things with his hands offensively. He can play the game, and he is as tough on ombre yeah. as we get in the game these days and uh, nick is aiming for a thursday debut with the toronto maple leafs 
in Winnipeg. Interesting because the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets traded at the Toronto Maple Leafs, mm -hmm. and he will face his uh, his buddy Pierre-Luc Dubois in his first game. <laughs> Dubois, uh, who exited the Columbus Blue Jackets earlier, just as, as fate would have it. Nick Foligno's first game will be against uh, his former longtime teammate with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Must must see TV. Must uh, exactly. Uh, the conversation, by the way, with Nick Foligno, yeah, is fascinating. I bet it's just he's such a good dude. He's one of those guys when when I did uh, intermissions or the like the game ringside reporting mm -hmm. uh, at hockey night. Yeah, uh, where if you did a Columbus game, like Nick was your guy. That's that's who you wanted to or have. Have on at the uh, intermission interview because mm -hmm. he would just give you stuff. He just yeah. gives you stuff, and uh, we talked at length about uh, uh, going to uh, to Toronto and what he expects because he wore his dad wore number seventy one okay. with the Toronto Maple Leafs when they went to the conference finals in ninety three. He was a little kid then, and he remembers being four or five years old and running around the Maple Leaf dressing room. Mm -hmm. uh, he would sit beside his dad as his dad got ready for practice. They they let the kids do that back then, <laughs> and. Pat Burns, the great Pat Burns, yeah. was was the coach of that team. And he said he would run around the room, and he would go into Pat's office, and Pat wouldn't yell at, like, the the, the gruff exterior of Pat Burns, yeah. uh, the intensity. He said, no, he wouldn't He wouldn't yell or chase me out. He would give me candy. <laughs> <laughs> and go. Like a, like a to totally different side of, of Pat Burns. Oh, so, that's um, classic. Yeah, uh, so that's, uh, that's a bit available for download now. Uh, we've got uh, some news out of the Vancouver Canuck uh, Toronto Maple Leaf series. No Nick Foligno in this one because he's still serving his quarantine, uh, and uh, he'll join the team in Winnipeg for uh, Thursday's game. But there was an incident last night. Alex Edler collided with Zach Hyman. Uh, Alex Edler has been suspended two games because of that hit, and Zach Hyman is out two weeks with an MCL strain. That that hurts the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I'm in a big part of their penalty kill. Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a gamer for mm -hmm. for the Leafs. You can kind of put him up and down the lineup. He, he certainly has uh, something going when he's with Matthews and Marner, and he's he's a big big piece to what the Toronto Maple Leafs do and what their goals are this year. So it's tough to be out for two weeks. Uh, you know, hopefully that's kind of the 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 long estimation on on Hyman, and he can get back into. Um, into the rotation for the Leafs as they head toward the playoffs because he's he's got to be a key piece for them in the playoffs. Two weeks is actually pretty good. There, yeah. there was actually I talked to somebody today who told me that he was going to play tonight. And really? Now now it's uh, it's out. I'm glad I didn't go with that report. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he's going to be out two weeks. That hit that type of injury. Two weeks is actually pretty good. Yeah. In 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 the big picture. And he gets a bit of a rest. We know how much that can. Uh, we we saw it from Chandler Stevenson when he was out. He wasn't injured, but uh, he was out f for for the three games. But uh, but I think it's a it's a bit of a break, even though Hyman's going to be out for two weeks. A bit of a break that it's not a not a longer term thing. And Alex Edler gone for two games because of that suspension. They won't have him in the lineup tonight. Yeah, I mean, it sticks the leg out. Suspendable play. It's it's so dangerous yeah three stars of the week mark stone third star yep. i think that's significant because it puts him back on the like tonight too mm -hmm. if he can do great things tonight with that worldwide audience it just further stokes the fire for that that uh, contention 
for the Selkie Trophy. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a he's a strong favorite right now. He'll be a finalist, uh, but to, to 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 wrap it up and close it close it down, uh, being named third star of the of the week is is another great. Uh, advantage to to mark stone yeah 100 percent. every time mark stone can kind of go out there and and get his name um in the news for for just being great at hockey is is a good thing and you know getting an opportunity to play in this game and and if he's able to do some pretty awesome stuff tonight then that's that's good for mark stone's case in terms of the selkie i I know we we kind of got off the heart trophy talk but and that's you know to, to kind of be expected as as things have gone. But Mark Stone heating back up for the Golden Knights still very much my front runner for the Selkie Trophy. Rangers are coming. Artemi Panarin is the second star, and they're making some noise trying to uh, chase down a playoff spot in the East Division. There's a lot of people that like their schedule too. Yeah, and they they do have the skill. They do have the goaltending. They've got a tandem there that's uh, that's healthy again. There's a lot of believers inside the hockey uh, expert world that think the New York Rangers can get this done. It's, I, I think it's an outside shot, yeah. but there's, I've uh, had the chance to speak to more than one, and they think that this is a possibility. So I guess the question is who comes out? I know. Like, cause, and, and listen, we all know, based on my preseason prognostications, that there's a team I'd like to see come out more than the others, but they've they've kind of righted things. They've won Boston four, Bruins. They've won four in a row. I I don't know who comes out. Is it the Islanders? I I mean they've got sixty points right now. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't see the Islanders falling off. But what are the top four? Top four: Washington sixty two points, the Islanders sixty points, the Penguins fifty nine points, and Boston fifty six points. Boston has two games in hand on. Pittsburgh, the Islanders, the Rangers, and three games in hand on Washington. Boy, we've seen Pittsburgh go cold before, but I I make uh, I've not I have a couple of rules. Mm-hmm. One of them is never bet against Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I think I, I I like that rule. Yes, it's generally good. Mm-hmm. And always w- make sure I'm wearing a shirt and shoes when I go to the grocery store. That's another one of them. Mm-hmm. So those are those are two rules that I never waver from, ever. Uh, the first star of the week, Dustin Tokarski. He had not won a game in the National Hockey League since 2015. Goaltender. Mm-hmm. Plays for the Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. Went 2-1-1 last week and made the uh, the most saves in the National Hockey League in the last week. What a story, Dustin Tokarski. Now, now they, they've got more injury trouble uh, with the with Linus Ulmark with the, with the Buffalo Sabres. But you, you cheer for people like that. Yep. Career minor leaguer really... Has had some some stints in the National Hockey League. Gets called up and just he's a battler. He's a, he's a little sloppy in goal compared to some guys uh, that you see are so fine tuned. But Dustin Tokarski, the first star of the week, as he goes two one and one for the Malign Buffalo Sabers, who since their horrendous losing streak mm-hmm. are like six three and one. Yeah, they're five three and two in their, two in their last ten. That's great. Turn, turning a corner, man. Yeah, if this thing was an 82-game season, they still would miss the playoffs. But if this thing was a 152-game season, the Buffalo Sabres might be able to get, get it going in the right direction. Uh, it's only a minus 43 goal differential. Yeah, it's crazy. But I think that's pretty cool that uh, Dustin Tokarski, after being out of the league, and it was his first win. His dad passed away in the, in the time that uh, that he was uh, 
between NHL victories. Yeah. And he had that first win, looked to the sky, and I just it was a, it was a really cool moment. Those are your one-timers for this Monday, April noon, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We have ourselves an event tonight at T-Mobile Arena, the Fortress. Uh, Looking forward to it. Patrick Marlowe setting the record for most games played all time in the National Hockey League. And that will be acknowledged by the National Hockey League uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman and uh, others uh, this evening and also the Golden Knights trying to win their seventh straight and establish a new season high for longest winning streak of the campaign so a lot to uh, look at a lot to get into with Ryan Wallace and the VGK pregame show coming up at the top of the hour but right now it's catching up with Chapman all right guys well yesterday I tweeted out uh, there was a tweet from Yahoo Sports which sporting event throughout the course of history if you can go back and attend which would it be I posed the question to both of you guys. I was that is, that is not what the question was. What was the question? It's it's which sporting event that you were at in person would you go back to and relive? No, oh, I didn't answer it that way. Yeah, I didn't answer it that way either. That wasn't the question. <laughs> so which sporting event would you like to go relive, even if you weren't there? Well, I, I'll do one that I was at, actually. It was uh, the, either 1985 or 1986. I was a kid. I was a diehard New York Jets fan. My father had season tickets, and I went to a game between the Jets and the Dolphins where Ken O'Brien and Dan Marino were the two starting quarterbacks. O'Brien for the Jets, Marino obviously for the Dolphins. The Jets won the game in overtime, 51-45. to And uh, the two quarterbacks combined to throw for over 1,000 yards Ken O'Brien threw for five touchdowns on the day, including three to Wesley Walker. I was there. I was. You know all that, but you don't know what year it was. It was. I, I was. I think it was 1986. I, w- I was little. I was still in grade school, but my father had season tickets. My uncle, my father, and uh, my brother. We would go to all the games, and uh, yeah, it was. It was really cool. I mean, growing to New York Jet games as a kid, they stunk. They lost mm-hmm. a lot, but that was one that they won, and it was one that was pretty awesome t- to be in attendance for. I took the 1996 Olympic Games with. Donovan Bailey winning the 100 meter, fastest man in the world, setting a world record. That was the guy who was not uh, caught juicing, right? Uh, no, he was clean. And then they won the four by 100 the next week. I do Just remember in case that. If you, in case you're keeping track of that. No, I I, I was a and big track guy. Then he beat Michael guy. Johnson in the 150 showdown at well, uh, John, at Johnson, Johnson got hurt. So. Yes. My hammy. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. What, what's yours in this question that? Uh, that matters to take a sideways turn because we don't really know what the question was. Well, you got. I mean, all you got to do is read it. It says <laughs> right there, you have been to in person. You have been to in person. In person. Um, it, it doesn't, it, like, it's not, I, I don't remember exactly when the game was, but I got to play during the intermission at the Great Western Forum of a Kings game, and I got to be there with my mom and my dad, so that was that was a fun moment for me, just personally. So uh, I don't, I couldn't tell you anything about the game. I don't know who was playing outside of the Kings. That was your it, first game. No, no, no. I oh. got to play during the intermission. But was it, it wasn't your first game going. Like, no, no, no. Okay, no, that would have been get, cool if it was your first game. Too. No, no. Just, just. Did you snipe? No, I was a goalie. Oh, that sucks. 
You're a goalie. <laughs> I would have rather been a forward during one of those things, too. I agree with you. It would have been much more fun. It wasn't, but, you yeah. know, at least I got to, to to hang out with my mom and my dad, and I got to skate on the ice at the Great Western Forum. Like, couldn't ask for more. I'd relive that every day if I could. Sorry to pour cold water on it. Is that the one in Inglewood? Yes. Okay. Yes. They might redo it, too. It hasn't been torn down. You guys need to read questions a little bit better. Yeah, Apparently like, I do. I tweeted it out, and I didn't even read it. You do that a lot. Yeah. You answer questions without actually listening. It happens. Yeah, be careful what you retweet there, my friend. Snip, snip. Looking forward to the Golden Knights. San Jose Sharks. History will be made tonight. Guaranteed. The result? We don't know. We'll chat about it tomorrow on Fox Sports in Las Vegas.